What's up, sports fans, and welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. My name is Kent Peterson. I'll be your host for the show today. And today is April 3rd, 2023. It is the day of the national championship for college basketball. What an exciting day for really only two fan bases, San Diego State and UConn. Um, going to be a good game tonight, maybe. We'll see. I actually don't think it will be. I think UConn's going to win by a lot. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Big Ten action. And there is a lot to talk about. Believe it or not, there's a ton to discuss today. Um, I wanted to start by talking about just a few things that are happening in my world as far as the podcast and the Twitter account and everything. I'm in the works. I am, I'm working on. I'm in the works of putting together a YouTube channel so that I can start putting out some video content as well. I've noticed that on Twitter, a lot of video stuff gets a lot more attention, I think, than if you just share a podcast feed. So I'd like to start doing the pod on YouTube. um, And I think that'll open some doors for possibly getting some more guests on, which I honestly and truthfully have never even tried to do. I've never even reached out to anybody. So I could probably get guests on right now anyways. But I'd like to do it with YouTube because I think that visually it looks a little bit better and people would be more interested if I do that. Um, With that comes my second part that I've been working on. I've started working on this about a week ago. No one cares about this, but I'm building a little office slash studio for this to take place in. Um, Really exciting times around the Peterson house right now as as far as that's going. Um, And by the whole house, I mean just me. I'm the only one that's excited about it. My kids and my wife. My wife actually is getting excited about it as well. She's really into designing stuff, so she's had a big part in um, telling me what it should look like um, because I'm terrible at that stuff. So shout out to my wife for that um, as we proceed through that process. Looking forward to that, though. I'd like to get that done within the next month so I can start doing some of this stuff on YouTube. So keep an eye out on Twitter, at CasualBig10, when I make those announcements uh, when everything's up and running. And make sure you go follow along uh, when that's happening, right? Is that what I want people to do? I want people to go follow along with that? I think I do. Um, So much going on. We're really, as far as Big Ten is concerned, as we jump into the actual sports talk, we're really in the offseason for both football and basketball, which is the only things that I'm ever going to talk about. You know, if if you're new to the pod, I'm only talking football and hoops. Um, and we're in the off season of both of those right now because all the teams are done. Even Wisconsin is done. The NIT is over. That that finished. I don't know if I ever even discussed that, but they lost to North Texas, in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> don't have that in my notes, but that's okay. But um, off season for football and basketball right now. But for football, it's starting to ramp back up already. Uh, we got some spring football games taking place right now. And uh, we also got some recruits making decisions for next year's football season. And uh, things are starting to get a little bit exciting, you know. Starting to look at schedules. Starting to count down the weeks until we're ready for football for that fall weather. That crisp fall air that we're all excited about. Um, But here's the thing. I am not, as a casual, I don't know if you noticed the name of the podcast, Casual Big Ten. I'm not going to watch a spring football game. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to get excited about anything that happens during spring football. 
And uh, I'm certainly not going to. I've, I've retweeted a couple of things about recruiting for football, but it's such a different world for me. And there's so much more that goes into it that I'm, I'm just not going to really get into that either. I'm going to be frank with all of you. Um, there, there's just so, there's so much information, so much to keep track of. I don't know which high school player is going to be good coming into a Big Ten team next year. I don't know for sure. One of the tweets that I quote tweeted was uh, there was a Michigan recruitment that finalized. There's a five-star quarterback. D- never even heard of him until it came across my Twitter feed. Like I said, it's a completely different world. And what I said was, I'm being told that this is a big deal. I have no idea if it's a big deal. Kid could never play at Michigan. I have no idea. So uh, I'm going to try to keep my uh, toes out of that water and keep my toes where they belong, which is as a casual fan and keeping track of um, what I do know and what it's what's a little bit easier to keep track of. So I will be talking more football. In fact, one of the things like I was discussing at the beginning um, with the YouTube stuff, I'd like to get some football experts on this summer. And by experts, I just mean people who follow their team a little bit better. If I could get one person from each team, that would be fantastic. It might be a little bit of work. But I'd like to get someone from Rutgers that knows more about football than I do because I don't know a thing about what's happening for Rutgers coming up this fall. And, you know, pick their brain a little bit and maybe turn us from casuals into, uh, you know, a little bit of experts on each team. That would be great, especially for me, because I, like I said, I just don't know as much about those worlds. Um, so that's what's going on with football. Spring games are happening, and we're basically just kind of counting down until the fall. Basketball, on the other hand, there is a ton of shit going on, and I was not ready for that. Uh, when basketball season ended, in fact, in my mind, it ended when Michigan State lost. I was thinking, man, I'm going to be able to kick my feet up here there's not going to be a whole lot going on and um, won't have to discuss much. Like I said on the last pod, I'll do one a podcast like each week and maybe just, you know, mess around a little bit, if you will. And I uh, was not expecting so much action to happen right after the basketball season was over. I'm, I'm going to have to bookmark this time of year next year when this comes up so that I know that there's going to be a lot of uh, news and notes that I need to discuss Um, But I got a lot of things that I want to discuss today as far as basketball. And I want to start with um, Iowa and the women's basketball team. I did get on board. I caught women's basketball fever just a little bit. Um, And I watched Iowa's last three games and what a run they were on for the NCAA tournament. I think they were a three seed. Is that right? Or were they a two? LSU was a two or a three. I can't remember which one it was. Or maybe it was four and three. Who knows at this point? It's over now, so I can't go back and watch it. There's no way to look it up. Um, But Iowa had the best player in college basketball for the women this year. Her name was Caitlin Clark. If you haven't heard of her yet, you are just, you absolutely are living under a rock. This woman was on fire for Iowa, and she carried the team to the national championship where yesterday afternoon, which, by the way, a side note, women's basketball championship. NCAA championship on a Sunday afternoon, not in prime time. I wasn't a big fan of that. I want to watch that game at night. All championships should be at night. That's just how they should be, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, this is my show, so my opinion is the only one that matters. The college basketball championship has to be at night. I don't know what's going on putting that in the afternoon. 
I was not a big fan of that at all. But anyways, I digress. Um, Iowa played tough. They got in some foul trouble. There was a lot of stuff going on 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 Twitter about how the refs were really bad. It was one of the worst officiated games ever, apparently. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, Caitlin Clark was in trouble. Like I said, she was their best player, and she had to sit for part of the third quarter, part of the second quarter, which was not good for them because without her on the court, they really struggled to score. Um, And what I saw from that game was an LSU team who was more well-rounded than Iowa was. They had more scores. They were bigger. Uh, They were more athletic. They were a little bit more physical. They also didn't get called as much for some of the stuff. Um, And they just played better as a team. I'm not going to lie. LSU was a better team. It was one of those matchups where you see, and I've seen it hundreds of times, it feels like, over the years, especially in high school. It happens a lot. Where one team has an absolutely dominant player, and the other team plays better as a team. And it always feels like, in my opinion, the team always comes out on top, no matter how good the other player is. And Caitlin Clark is really freaking good. Um, but Iowa lost. Tough for the Big Ten. Uh, I think there's only one team. I, I saw on Twitter yesterday, Purdue was the only one to ever win a women's championship in the Big Ten, which is, I, I found that hard to believe. And I didn't look it up, of course. Um, so I just took that random tweet that I saw and put it in my memory bank and said, that's a fact for sure. Uh, so hopefully the women can get one, uh, in the next couple of years. I don't know what's going on with Iowa. I'm definitely not following what's going on in their off season, uh, for the women, but, uh, I did enjoy the game though. It was good basketball. I enjoyed watching the game. It was fun to watch. The, uh, big story though, coming out of the game was Angel Reese who plays for LSU and her you can't see me sign in Caitlin Clark's face who by the way Caitlin Clark also did that to I believe it was Louisville two games ago um I don't have a problem with it at all I think that what Angel Reese did was a little bit more than what Caitlin Clark did but I am always a big fan of showing off of bragging of having fun on the court of talking shit if you will I love that kind of stuff so I didn't have a problem when Caitlin did it. I certainly didn't have a problem when Angel did it yesterday. Um, I just think that's part of the game, and that's what makes the game fun, no matter what sport it is, whether it be football, tennis, lacrosse, you know. Get out there and talk some shit. That's what I like. I like those kind of guys. And girls. Yesterday is what it was, girls. Or women, however you want to say it. I think, I think we should say women, because that's what it is, women's basketball. Um... But I love that kind of stuff. Side note, too, Angel Reese is the sister of Maryland forward Julian Reese, and they look exactly alike. Just by base, I didn't even have to look it up. Just based on their last name and what they look like, uh, she looks just like him. So Big Ten Connection still in the championship, and I believe if my uh, sources are correct here, Angel actually transferred from Maryland. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, but I think she transferred last year and uh, went down to LSU and got her championship. So that's women's basketball. Really enjoyed that game, though. Um, In men's basketball, there's a ton of crap going on. This is insane. I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't believe how much stuff was going on. What I did today, though, is I went through uh, the transfer portal, did a little bit of research on who entered the NBA draft so far, 
And I just got a couple of notes about each team, and I'm going to run through them as quickly as I can. But I separated the teams into three categories. We have some big movers where the teams have a lot of movement going on, whether that's good or bad for their team. I have some medium movers. So I have a couple of teams that have like some action happening, but not a ton. And then I got some teams that are barely moving at all. Like they're hardly doing anything this offseason. Some of the names on this list are like, guys, I don't even really know. So I'm going to start with the big movers and uh, work my way down throughout the Big Ten. I'm going to go as quickly as possible because let's see, how long have I been recording already? It's already been 12 minutes. Let's see if I can get all these teams done in the next 15 minutes and keep this under 30 still. Uh, let's start with the big movers. As I said, though, Penn State, I think, is doing the most moving of the conference so far in men's basketball. First of all, you have a brand new coach after Shrewsbury left, and they hired a guy named Mike Rhodes from VCU. From everything that I've read online, every article, every tweet that I've seen, this guy is legit. He's a really good coach. He's got nothing but praise from guys from Shaka Smart to uh, people that are already in the NBA praising him. I forget who it was that was in the NBA that said something about him. But anyways, he's getting a lot of praise, and Penn State is really excited about this guy. Most of his staff that he has hired at Penn State came from VCU, um, which is great. One of the guys is a guy named Jim, or Jimmy, actually he's listed on the website, Jimmy Martelli. He's coming from VCU with Coach Rhodes, and he's got another Big Ten connection. His dad is the assistant at Michigan, Phil Martelli. Um, I believe that Coach Rhodes is also trying to transfer in at least three guys from VCU. One of them's name is Fats. That's his first name, and I love that. I really hope he comes because I want to talk about Fats. I think it's Fats Alonzo or something like that. I would love to talk about him next year. Um, but he's trying to bring some guys in from VCU. But he also picked up a key member of his staff from, let's see, where was this from? Rowan College. For the last nine years, his name is Joe Crispin. And if you're new to the Big Ten, Joe Crispin is a legend at Penn State. He's fourth all-time in scoring. Um, but like I said, he spent the last nine years at Rowan College. Two of the first years that he was there, he was an assistant. But he spent the last seven as the head coach. And that's a that's a good get for Penn State to have somebody on staff that went to Penn State that can help with recruiting. Now, I don't know how much these young guys will even know who he is, but he can tell the story about, you know, the culture of Penn State and how, you know, he wants them to come there and maybe go through some of the same things that he went through. I thought that was a huge pickup, and I didn't even know that happened. I don't think it was really reported that much. Um, but Joe Crispin at Penn State, as I believe his title is the head coach assistant, so I think he'll be the main assistant at uh, Penn State going forward. He's a good get for them. I don't know how good of a coach he is. I didn't look up Rowan College's uh, you know, record the last few years. I'm assuming he's a good coach, though, if Mike Rhodes wants him that badly to be his assistant. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out as far as the coaching. From the players' perspective, everyone is gone. That's why they're the number one team that I'm talking about. Andrew Funk and Cameron Winter, they're in the portal right now. And then a bunch of guys that I don't remember playing that much this year. Jameel Brown, Evan Mahaffey, Caleb Dorsey, Dalian Johnson. They're all undecided on where they're going. All of those guys, including Funk and Winter. They have not uh, committed anywhere yet, but they are in the portal. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with those first two guys, uh, Andrew and Cameron, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rhodes is making a run at trying to get those guys to stay. Um, also, movement from Penn State. Seth Lundy has declared for the draft, 
And I couldn't find it anywhere, but I'm assuming, and I don't know if he has eligibility left or not. I'm assuming Jalen Pickett is gone, but I also don't know if he's one of those seniors that has like an extra year left and he's coming back. He's not in the portal and he hasn't declared for the draft yet. So I don't know what's going on. As far as I know, just based on the minimal research that I did, Jalen Pickett's back next year? Booty Ball's back? Is that true? If I'm wrong about that and you're listening to this, Penn State fans, please let me know because I haven't heard anything about Jalen Pickett. So a lot going on with Penn State. Um, a lot of movement happening. That's why they're my top big mover of the offseason so far. Number two, Indiana. They got a lot of movement going on as well. And not as much movement, but some big names moving. Obviously, we'll start with uh, Jalen Hutchifino and Trace Jackson Davis are going to be drafted. They're going to be both picked in the first round, I'm assuming. I know Hutchifino is. Um, so they're gone. You have a guy named Peyton Sparks coming from Ball State. Don't know anything about him. Don't know how good he is, but he'll be playing, I believe, guard for them. And then right now in the portal, you have Tamar Bates, uh, Jordan Geronimo, who is, I thought, really underrated for Indiana this year. Jordan Geronimo. I thought he was really underrated. I thought he was good this year. He's a key player for them. I'm surprised to see him enter the portal. And then another guy that I didn't know, Logan Duncombe, is also in the portal for them. So a lot of guys leaving. They only have one guy coming in so far. But rumor mill, uh, it's looking like Jamison Battle from Minnesota is going to be coming to Indiana. According to On3, which is where I got all my portal information from, On3.com, shout out to those guys. Uh, It looks like he's 100% going to IU. That's what it says. But it says that for a few guys that I'm not I'm not 100% about. But everything that I'm hearing is Jamison Battle. I've also heard rumors that uh, Caleb Love from UNC will possibly be coming to Indiana. And those would be two huge gets for Indiana after losing Hood Shafino and Jamison Battle. Obviously, Battle's not as good as... Uh, what did I just say? After losing Hood Shafino and Trace Jackson Davis, Jamison Battle's not as good as Trace Jackson Davis. But Caleb Love's pretty good at guard. So if you can get him and you add a veteran like Jamison Battle, you get maybe one or two more guys from the portal. I'm not sure what their recruits are coming in, but I think that Indiana will be okay next year. We'll see how that plays out. They're my second big mover. Uh, Third team with some big movement happening is Michigan. NBA guys, Jet Howard was the first one to declare. I think everyone knew that he was going to be gone. Kobe Bufkin who was my favorite player on Michigan this year. I thought he was the, a really great defensively and scored some huge baskets this year. Uh, they're both declared for the NBA draft. Um, and then the probably, I mean, this is arguably, but I would say probably the biggest news so far of the Big Ten portal is Hunter Dickinson entered, and uh, Isaiah Barnes, also from Michigan, is entered into the portal. When you look at Michigan and you see Dickinson, Bufkin, and Howard gone next from next year's roster. That's their top three scorers. Michigan's going to take a huge step backwards. If Dickinson, for sure, if he's gone, they're taking a big step backwards. They need him to come back. And speaking of rumors, there's been rumors that he just did this so that he can get a bigger NIL deal. I have no idea. I have no idea. There's also rumors, like I said, according to On3, um, that he's 100% going to Maryland, where he's from. So another Big Ten move, that would be shocking. 
I think I think that would be a huge move. Um, so we'll see what happens with Michigan, but three of their biggest guys are gone. Their top scorers are gone. I think they're going to take a step backwards. They're going to have to make some major moves in the portal, and I don't think those guys are out there. You're not going to replace Howard, Bufkin, and Dickinson in the portal. They've started already. They have a guy named Burnett from Alabama. He averaged about five for them last year. I don't know who he's going to replace. He's not Jet Howard, I don't think. He's probably better than Jet Howard defensively, but so am I. So that's not really a big deal. Um, But we'll see what Michigan does. I'm expecting them to make some moves in the portal in the next couple of weeks. And then uh, my last two big movers here. Number four, I have Maryland. Hakeem Hart, I'm getting mixed reports about because it's listed. He's listed in the portal, but he's also on 24-7 Sports. Shout out to them. They have all the guys that are listed for the draft. So he's declared for the draft, but also in the portal. I guess he's going to do either. He might even come back to Maryland. I have no idea. Hakeem Hart's going to be a big name that you need to keep an eye on for Maryland because I don't know what he's doing. My guess is that he's not going to get drafted, though. I think that he will probably be back in college next year, but he's going to leave. He's going to leave, I think. I think he's going in the portal and he's leaving. They got a guy named Ike Cornish that's also leaving. They're they're both undecided, though, Hart and Cornish. From what I've read, and like I said, this would be huge. Uh, Hunter Dickinson coming to Maryland. I haven't read anything about Julian Reese, who I just talked about. His sister just won a national championship. But this is definitely confirmed. Jameer Young is coming back for sure. He tweeted six days ago that he's coming back one more year at least. Um, They're going to run it back. I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to recruit Dickinson back to Maryland. Um, And then with Dickinson coming back, if Julian Reese returns, Maryland's going to be legit next year if all those things happen. Just having Jameer Young back alone is extremely helpful for Maryland. I, I mean, it's not I think. I know that's extremely helpful for them. He's one of the best scorers in the league. So that's huge for them. Um, and I consider that a move because I didn't think he was coming back this year. So that's why I put them as number four in my big movers. And then my last big mover, number five, is uh, Minnesota. I mean, basically everyone's gone. I don't know what Ben Johnson's going to do next year. Everyone's leaving. You have Taylon Cooper. He's already committed to South Carolina. You have Jaden Henley, who's going to DePaul. Jamison Battle, who I just talked about, is probably going to Indiana. Trenton, Trayton Thompson? Trayton? <coughs> Sorry, Trayton. Um, didn't see you play this much that much this year, so I'm not really familiar with your game, sir. Um, he's going to Stetson. Never even heard of that college. He'll probably be the best player there, though, I'm guessing, after playing a year in the Big Ten or at least practicing in the Big Ten, because he didn't play much. Um, That's four guys right there, though. And again, just like Michigan, that's some of their top scorers. The only guy that they really got coming back that's a big scorer for them is Dawson Garcia, who can't transfer because he just came last year from UNC. So Minnesota's got a lot of movement going on. They have uh, one guy from Pepperdine coming in, Mike Mitchell. Don't know anything about him. He's the only one that's really going to be joining Garcia next year going to be interesting in Minnesota. I looked up their recruiting. This is one of the teams that I actually did look up because I was getting concerned for them. I actually am worried about Minnesota. They don't have anyone coming in either. They're (laughs) they're in trouble next year. I look at Minnesota taking a step backwards after finishing last in the Big Ten. So I don't know where you go from there, but I, I think they're taking another step backwards. So 
That's where Minnesota's at. All right, those are my top five big movers. Medium movers, people that have a little bit of movement going on. You have uh, number one, Illinois. Uh, Jaden Epps is either going to North Carolina State or Georgetown, it sounds like, and then Brandon Lieb. Of course, you already knew that Sky Clark was going to leave. He entered the portal in January. He's going to Louisville next year, so that's tough. Another guy that's getting mixed reports is Coleman Hawkins. I think he's coming back. I don't think he's going to get drafted. I don't think he's going to get drafted. Not gonna. Let's use some proper English here. Uh, I don't think that Coleman Hawkins is going to get drafted. I think that he'll be back. And the reason I think he's coming back the most is because I've seen uh, him interacting on Twitter quite a bit lately, borderline recruiting some guys to come to Illinois next year to play for Brad Underwood, which is a tough, tough ask for most guys in this day and age. I would love to play for him. If he recruited me, I'd come. Um, but I think Coleman Hawkins will be back. I think that he's actively trying to get guys to come to Illinois. I don't think he'll be drafted, even though he's declared for the draft. And then I still haven't heard anything about Terrence Shannon Jr. I don't know what he's doing either. Again, this is another guy. There's like three guys that like I just could not find information on. I thought that he was going to be in the draft. I haven't seen anything about him yet. Maybe I just completely missed it. I'm assuming he would get drafted if he entered. Probably like early second round guy. Um, I don't think he's coming back. I, I would have to say, if somebody woke me up out of a dead sleep and said, where's Terrence Shannon Jr. going? Where's he going? Like, oh, I thought he was in the draft. But I couldn't I couldn't find any information on it though. Uh second medium mover is Michigan State. They don't have a lot going on right now, but they did lose one of their better recruits from last year, Pierre Brooks. Michigan State is another team that I do know a little bit about their recruiting because there's been so much news about it. They have two five stars and two four stars coming in next year. One of their five stars is their number three recruit they've ever had, Xavier Brooks from Indiana. So they're gonna have is it no, I'm sorry, is Xavier Booker, right? I don't have that written down. Pierre Brooks is one of their big recruits from last year that is leaving Michigan State. No word on where he's going yet. But here's why I put Michigan State as a medium mover, though. They have Tyson Walker, who can come back. I believe Hauser and Malik Hall could come back. And then, like I just said, you have five, I'm sorry, two five star guys two four-star guys coming in. One of the four-star guys just won the uh, high school dunk contest. One of the four-star guys. Not five-star, four-star guys. Super athletic dude. Cohen, I think, is his last name. Don't know his first name. Forgot it already. Um, So they got some high-level recruits coming in next year. They have another high-level recruit coming in the following year. Tom Izzo doesn't look like he's slowing down. But they are losing Pierre Brooks. Uh, there'll be some movement there. There's definitely going to be some roster movement next year with these big-name freshmen coming in. Um, so I put them as a medium mover because not a lot of guys are leaving, I don't think. I'd really like to see Tyson Walker come back. If he comes back, in my mind, they're instantly a top-five team in the country. With the recruits they have coming in, one of the best players in the Big Ten coming back, um, to me it doesn't matter if Hauser or Malik Hall stay. If Tyson Walker comes back, they're going to be legit next year. They also have Barry Sanders' son on their team, Nick Sanders. He announced that he's coming back. I don't think he played more than one minute at at any point this year in any game. But he's coming back, though. He announced it on Twitter. Uh, My last medium mover, I only had three medium teams here. Uh, Rutgers, I just put them as medium because 
I don't really know what's for sure happening with them. They got three guys I didn't know, Miller, Reeb, and Palmquist that are leaving. They're in the portal. I'm assuming they're leaving. Um, and then they have two guys that have entered for the draft, but again, don't know if they're going to get drafted or not. Mulcahy, Paul Mulcahy, and Cliff O. Not going to butcher his last name today. Uh, I think Cliff might could get drafted, but I don't know about Paul. So does he come back? Does he have eligibility? Didn't look it up. But he's in the draft right now. He's entered. Haven't really heard a lot of rumors about Rutgers. Not a lot going on around there. But if they do lose Paul Mulcahy and Cliff O, I think that that qualifies them as a medium mover because that's a ton of their offense. And with Cliff, it's a, a ton of their defense as well. So that, that's why I put them in the medium category. All right, and then my last category, where are we at time-wise here? Let's go. Oh, 28 minutes. Oh, I'm going to have to zoom through this. My last category was uh, barely moving at all. Ohio State, they have, uh, they're my first team. Eugene Brown the third in the portal. I don't know who you are, though. Uh, entered for the NBA draft, you have Sensiball and Justice Suing. I think that both of those guys will be drafted, but we kind of expected that, and Ohio State had a down year. That's why I said they're barely moving. I think that they're kind of going to stay where they're at at this point right now. They're going to stay where they're at, and they haven't made, they don't have any guys coming in, and Eugene Brown leaving is not really a big deal. That's why I put that they're barely moving. Uh, Purdue doesn't have anybody in the portal. They have nobody coming in, and apparently Zach Eady might be coming back still. So that would be literally no movement at all if he comes back. They wouldn't be losing anyone. They'll have the same exact team next year. So we'll see what happens with that. Wisconsin only has one guy in the portal. This was the only one that I, during research today, that I didn't know about. Jordan Davis is leaving Wisconsin. Is this true? Is this true? Jordan Davis gone? He should stay. He'll probably be one of their best players next year. Um, he's in the portal right now. He's undecided. I got in a Twitter space with some Wisconsin fans last week after they lost their NIT game in dramatic fashion, and I learned that they like Chucky Hepburn which I found very interesting because I'm not a big fan of his. But they lost they lost Jordan Davis, apparently. I think they'll be okay with that. I don't know. I don't know. Where are you at, Wisconsin? Are you guys going to do anything else this offseason, or are you just going to kind of lay low? Um, Northwestern, barely moving. Boo Booey entered the draft. That's it. That's all I've heard from them so far. Uh, he'll, here's the thing. I, I forgot to mention this at the top, too. If he hires an agent or not, it doesn't matter from what I've been told. Because of the rule the NCAA put in place after the COVID year, it sounds like you can still hire an agent and be able to come back next year as long as you come back before the draft. Is that right? And then if you don't get drafted, you can come back as well. Obviously, if you get drafted, you got to go. I think Boo is like a borderline getting drafted guy. He's going to be late second round, I think. Right? If he gets drafted at all. So what I would love to see, selfishly, I hope uh, Mr. Bowie has a great workout and he gets drafted in the first round and makes millions of dollars. I always hope for the best for all these guys and their families. But selfishly, I'd like to see him play one more year at Northwestern. I thought they had such a fun year. I'd like to see him come back and see what they can do. That would be fun. Iowa, two guys I've never heard of leaving, not even get to discuss them. You Actually, I will. Ulysses and... Ogalundeli, Josh O. These guys with the O last names are really difficult to pronounce. Um, Josh O and Aaron Ulis, both undecided. They're leaving maybe. We'll see. Don't know who they are. Didn't see them play at all this year. I think I saw Ulis play a little bit maybe. Can't quite remember. 
I'm a number. And Nebraska, my last team in the barely moving section here, uh, they have two guys in the portal. Denim Dawson, great name for jeans. Denim, he should wear jean everything all the time. Denim Dawson, double D, double D's, double D's nuts. Uh, Denim Dawson is in the portal though, and so is Oleg Kojenets. Kojenets. His name is Oleg. Is that right? Who knows? Don't know who he is. He's in the portal, though. So Iowa and Nebraska really have nothing going on. They have a total of four guys that I really have never heard of that are in the portal, and they also have nobody incoming at this time. And as far as I know, nobody in the draft. As far as I know. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. That was a lot of basketball talk. Like I said, I was surprised with how much stuff is going on right after the season is over. Um, going to keep that in mind next year so that I'm a little bit more prepared so I don't go eight days without doing a podcast and I throw everything at you at the same time. Now that we've updated all of this, though, if I do more uh, more consistent podcasting, I'll just have to go through and update any news that has happened, right, as far as basketball is concerned. Um, really looking forward to this summer. Like I said, I got a lot of, a lot of stuff planned. A lot of stuff for the account, a lot of stuff that I uh, would like to get some people on. Um, so we'll see if that happens. You know, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited to this offseason. It gives me a couple weeks to, you know, recharge, get excited, get jacked up for football. Um, working on a couple other little projects that I'm just going to be tweeting out. So uh, it's been it's been a fun year, though, man. It's been a really fun year, especially, you know, this being the first year trying to get my feet wet a little bit. That's my second reference to toes and feet getting wet, this podcast. Um, but it's been really fun. I can't wait for what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. More movement is going to take place. Commitments are going to start happening. Um, some more surprises are going to happen. Maybe even more guys in the portal. I can't imagine more, though. Wally sent me a stat that said 25% of college basketball is in the transfer portal right now. That's crazy. Right? One in four guys? That's how that fraction works out. Um, but I'll keep you posted. Uh, keep an eye on the Twitter. We'll be uh, tweeting. We'll be updating. And uh, like I said, hopefully weekly podcasts and not as much information next week. We'll, we'll see how chill this week is. There's probably been stuff happened that's happened uh, since I started recording. Though. I'm going to get on Twitter right after this. There's going to be a big announcement that I missed on uh, this pod. But that's okay. You know what? We'll just uh, talk about it next time. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're following at Casual Big Ten on Twitter. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week.